Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care Centers. While supplies last, offer NZ3120. Welcome to a very special Labor Day edition of Collider Movie Talk. On today's show, we are highlighting our most anticipated movies of the rest of the year. Basically, your full 2019 preview, plus maybe a couple extra days, given what we have chosen in this episode. There is so much to talk about. So many movies coming out the next couple of months, and I have the pleasure of running through my list alongside Haley Fouch and Mark Riley. You, you don't come on this show what? often enough. I'm it's like, you. Yeah, what did I do? I don't know. I'm here, aren't I? I love how I'm blaming you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's probably my fault. Hey, no, that's fine. I'm glad Always. to do the fall movie preview and a little bit of uh, whatever the winter is. With, I feel uh, like it's a just certain... a couple of extra days that we're, little, we're dealing with here. winter cherry on top. Just a, yeah, <laughs> like winter that, cherry. That I like that. Yeah, yeah. all dip, right. Dip our toe in the pool of winter. Mm-hmm. But there are a lot of movies coming out the next couple of months. So I hope that our little highlight here is going to help you sort out your schedule. Because looking at this list, I have a feeling that these should be the priorities for one reason or another. Riley, we're going to let you kick this off with your first movie of three. What do you have for us? Oh, the first movie of three. My boy, Ryan Johnson's Knives Out. That's right. That trailer, I watched it again before I came on. And it is just a thing of beauty. That trailer is amazing because it starts out like a whodunit. Obviously, it's a whodunit, but it starts out a little bit dramatic. And as that thing goes on, it becomes like Clue. It becomes there's so much humor behind it. The cast is phenomenal. I mean, you have Daniel Craig, you have Jamie Lee Curtis, you have Chris Evans, you have Christopher Plummer. My God, I mean, the list goes on and on. And it's it looks like one of those movies that there's going to be a twist. There's going to be a lot of humor. There's um, 
it's a fascinating thing for for Ryan Johnson. I feel like he's going back to his brick roots, which gets me really, really mm-hmm. excited. You know, the whodunit, the the like noir kind of feel, and mix it in with just this guy. He wrote it, he directed it. I love the Last Jedi. I'm glad to see him doing something that where he can do a big budget sci fi movie in the in the Star Wars world. He can do Looper. He can do Brick. And now we got Knives Out. That's going to be one that you got to keep your eye on. I'm right there with you. If you didn't put this on your list, it would have been on mine. Nice. I really hope I get around to seeing this at TIFF. It's a high priority there, and it's mm. a high priority for the rest of the year. I'm just I'm really excited for Ryan Johnson to do what you just described because yeah. again, I'm a big Last Jedi fan too. But Whoop. I want him to go back to where he jump-started his career and kind of what made him such a special and unique voice to begin with. And right. with an epic ensemble quite like this, I just have a really good feeling that this could... It's going to be different. It's definitely going to be unique and weird in some respects, but I do have a good feeling that this is a movie that could just, like, reunite everybody all together again. A whole bunch of Ryan Johnson fans yep. going mm-hmm. out to see a weird, kooky movie. So... Bring it on. Bring Can't it on. Wait. Bring it on. Yeah. In November. November 27th? Well, it's, yeah, it's around I believe there. that's the right date on yeah. that one. And it is. Okay. <laughs> you excited, Haley? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The other thing is, I like, yes, the ensemble is amazing. But what I really liked in the trailer was how he seems to tap into exactly the strengths of each actor. Right. With each line, you just are like, yes, Jamie Lee Curtis was born to deliver that line. Mm-hmm. And we have been wanting to see this sassy version of Chris Evans forever. Yes, So please. this is beautiful. I can't wait. I, I will complete the trio. I also am in a huge fan of The Last Jedi. Yay! I just, I'm excited to see what he does next. I've, I've been really high on him since Brick came out when I was, I don't even want to say how old I was, but it, mm-hmm. was, it was a beautiful thing. And I love watching all the, the auteurism he flourished, or mm. he, he sort of showed off in his first film, flourish as his career gets bigger, his means get bigger, yeah. his access to ensembles like these get yep. bigger. Absolutely. All right, Haley, what is the first movie you want to put on your list? Speaking of auteurish filmmakers, Mr. Taika Waititi Aww. has Jojo Rabbit coming up, and I just can't wait. He's, uh, he's one of those guys that he's never made a movie I didn't like. Even Eagle vs. Shark would be at the bottom of my list for his, but I still think it's a funny, fun movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, his type of humor, I think, is one of, one of like the more profound humorous voices out there right now because he can make you laugh so hard. But then there's like a sadness underneath the comedy that just hits me right in the heart with films like Boy, mm-hmm. Hunt for the Wilder People, and another one where I'm so excited after he's, you know, he's joined the MCO, he's gone big. Now he's kind of going back to his roots a little yep. bit, and we'll get to see him flex his screenwriting skills, flex his, you know, more dramatic directing skills. And it's timely. It's going to spark some interesting conversations, which I always love when good art does that. Yeah. Not that I needed this, but I think what made me even more excited for Jojo Rabbit is when that uh, that report started circulating that a Disney exec was like not like vocally not happy with it at <laughs> yeah. the test screening. I'm like, yeah. oh, that sounds like I'm going to like it. But the thing with Taika is whenever he goes big with something like that, it's going big with purpose i have a feeling whatever craziness he delivers in this movie it's going to have some thoughtful value to it and really what better package is that yeah and i i go to your point perry i love that disney was like what do we what do we do with this what did we just buy what did we just buy (laughs) it's like then you're doing something right and it's going to be able to market rabbits with this right yeah exactly and it's taika watiti i mean it's thor ragnarok taika watiti (laughs) it's korg we we got this 
He's playing who? Yeah. It, it's like that kind of thing. And that, for Taika Waititi's voice, as you mentioned, like, it's so original. His humor is such a, a it's just so, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it's off kilter. It's, it's, it's unique. Mm-hmm. For him to tackle the subject matter that he's tackling, for him to be playing an imaginary friend, that is Hitler, is something fascinating that I think only he can maybe pull off. We'll see how audiences respond to it, but I think a lot of people are going to be shocked at not only the humor, but the heart. I, mm. be- I believe there's going to be a lot of heart in this, and I know that's weird to say about a movie with Hitler in it, but I think that's the point. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what he's going for. All the trailers look amazing. That This would be one of mine, too. If I, you know, if we, I could probably swap your list, <laughs> you actually, on Haley. I have yeah. a feeling most of us could, except for the first movie that I'm going to start with. I'm just going to get this one out of the way quickly. I'm so, going to walk off this set, So what, what happened is I let, I let you guys choose first, and then I wanted to make sure we had three different titles, and I really feel strongly about two of them. This one, though, I have to brand like morbid curiosity because I get such a kick out of talking about this Cats movie. <laughs> I, like, I can't wrap my head around it. I don't understand anything that's happening or why it's happening at all, but I will tell you that trailer and all the talk that was going around during San Diego Comic-Con about how batshit crazy that thing is, that brought so much joy to my life. So if that same... Com- I know this is probably not the kind of conversation <laughs> they intend to spark with that movie, but seriously, look at this. If that's the kind of fun we're having come end of September with this movie. I'm going to be soaking up every single second of it. Uh, I'm worried <laughs> that the movie is not intending to be as fun as it in fact is. Yeah. The uh, the stage play is not what I would call especially lighthearted. And, <laughs> um, uh, he's not an especially lighthearted filmmaker. So I, this is one where I feel like the journey to getting to the movie might be more fun than the movie itself. Right. But yeah. you better believe I'll be there. You know what? After all that teeing up at the very beginning about how technically this isn't a fall preview, you know when Cats comes out? When? December 20th. This is a fall preview. There it oh, is. Cool. There okay. it is. We, we keep our word. We just don't know we're doing it. Exactly. It's fall, and it's, <laughs> it's the it's, beauty of our madness. <laughs> you know, when I think fall, when I think fall, I think Halloween. When I think Halloween, yeah. I think jack o' lanterns. When I think jack o' lanterns, I think of a black cat sitting next to the jack o' lantern. So we got go. cats for you. Hey, listen, this movie looks <laughs> redonkulous. Don't get me wrong. I've seen the stage play. Yeah, lighthearted. Mm, no. <laughs> old Deuteronomy coming in to bring Grizabella up to the other side. <laughs> other side being something about, yeah, you guessed it, death. I do think, though, that audiences are going to turn out in droves because of this thing. Now, whether or not they stay and repeat business, the play, I remember seeing the play with my family. My mom brought me. She would bring me all these plays. It was great learning theater and everything, but Cats is weird. So yeah, I'm with you. I'll see this movie too. I have to see this movie. I have to see this movie. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm okay. glad uh, we're, we're on the same page here. Somewhat. Are you going to see it come September, uh, December 20th, Haley? Obviously. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm fine with that. I'm a theater kid. It's about cats and it's insane. Of course I'm saying And there's it. dancing. And there's dancing. I don't know dancing. if there's witchiness, but there is dancing. <laughs> All right. Let's go around again. Riley, what is your second movie you want to highlight? Uh, okay. I, uh, I can't believe I added this, but as I saw the first trailer, um, didn't like it, wasn't crazy about it, but the more I thought about it, the more I'm excited about it, so I'm putting it on there, and that's Terminator Dark Fate, because I've been wanting a good ter- Terminator movie since Judgment Day. I've been, I've been a huge fan of the series, and every single time we got Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, 
um, ju- uh, uh, Salvation, and then Jenny Smith, all of them. I, I liked some pieces of each and every one of them. I'm a big fan of Terminator, and I think Tim Miller coming in, working with James Cameron, and Linda Hamilton coming back. I wa- rewatched that trailer. I think if they added the Terminator theme in, into that trailer, a lot of people would have been a lot more excited about this. So I'm just putting it in my mind that it was there, and it looks fantastic. So I'm hoping, because I'm a Terminator fan, and I know a lot of you are too, Dark Fate. Let's do this. <laughs> I don't know if I have as much faith as you. I know. I'm kind of in the middle. There's certain reasons that I am teetering towards want. And I want to see this no matter what. But we're talking most anticipated of the rest of the year. And what's keeping it from cracking that list for me is just, you know, it's like I've been burned by this franchise enough. And this is one of those ones where I'm like, at least let it cool off for a couple more years before (laughs) you bring it back. But in particular, the fact that. Linda Hamilton is involved, and also with Mackenzie Davis. Mackenzie Davis is fantastic. I think she is one of the best rising stars out there. So if she is committing to continuing her career with this franchise, I have a lot of faith that she's making a good choice for herself because it's a little unfortunate what happened with Blade Runner 2049 because if I'm correct, her role was supposed to be a little meatier as that franchise continued. She didn't get that opportunity. So I just want her abilities and her talents to be in the public eye on the scale of a blockbuster movie. So I've got my fingers crossed for this. I'm not entirely sold yet. Yeah, I I, get that. I'm a little in the, in the vein with Perry. I, I, I had not been sold at all, yeah. and then they played the footage at Comic-Con, and I was like, okay, yeah. maybe, I see where you're at, I can do this, and especially hearing Linda Hamilton talk about why she wanted to come back and what she's hoping to depict in the film, yeah. that I really respond to. And I'm, it's sort of like the Laurie Strode coming back for Halloween thing. Like, I want to see these women honored and given the shot to be these, these characters we love as grown-ass women. Yeah, and, and that's kind of my point. It, it really does come to the Halloween 2018 because I think that a lot of these franchises now that have these movies that do well in box office and they shake off that weight of those movies that drag it down. Mm-hmm. Terminator is one of those yeah. movies that... Every single one. I mean, Halloween, it makes a lot of sense to get rid of the curse of Thorn or whatever the (laughs) hell that cult was that Michael Myers was in. Mm. But this one's different. You know, Linda Hamilton is coming back. There's a reason for that. So I think when you shake off the fact that Salvation and Judgment Day and not Judgment Day, sorry, Rise of Machines and Jenny Smith are gone. Genesis, I know, um, (laughs) are gone. You have a lot more to work with and especially Linda Hamilton coming together you have an idea here going, wow, we could have – you take this movie, Judgment Day, and the original, and it's like there's your trilogy that people could maybe start talking about as one of the best. Mm-hmm. That's what I hope. I am a little hesitant as well, but I picked it for a reason, and that's because I love the franchise, the story, the mythology there, and Linda Hamilton coming back with Arnold. Anticipated. We'll mm-hmm. see how this one turns out yep. on November 1st. Haley, you're up next. Keeping it weird, which is what yes. I like to do. Robert Eggers' The Lighthouse. Yes. Yes. I don't really know what it's about, so I couldn't tell you. The trailer made no sense, that's for sure, and I loved it. Why'd you spill the beans? Why'd Still haven't beans? figured it out. That's going to be a meme. I oh, bet it's going to be a bet. meme. You should give away beans at all the screenings. Ooh, I like beans. That's good. <laughs> I think that if it's amazing, we should launch a bean sequel campaign. Just mail the studio beans countless beans. Beans and bread, Dorian? Are you okay with that? Yeah? That's a good order. Oh, okay. Dorian right. knows. Yeah. Uh, I this like, it's so extremely up my alley that I, I don't even like know how to pitch it. It's just like 
Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe are mm-hmm. going to be super weird in a Pinterest way for Robert Edgar Eggers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All yeah. of that. Yes, please. Yes. We've been waiting long enough for another movie from Eggers. The oh, Witch yeah. is something else. And oh. even though I've seen The Witch, you know, I feel like any short description of that movie that I try to give doesn't do the full experience justice. Totally. So I imagine something is going to happen similarly with The Lighthouse, if not to an even greater extent, given what we got in that teaser trailer. But this is an excellent combination of talent right here. And I am fascinated by just the different visual choices he's made with this and what purpose they're going to have for the overall story so bring this one on at tiff as well yeah i the witch is one of my favorite horror movies i mean it's getting up there it's so just deliciously weird and just so it like sticks with you so i was already in when i heard about the lighthouse and willem dafoe and robert pattinson i'm like yep yep and then i saw that trailer <laughs> what the hell i'm with you Haley. what the hell was that <laughs> There was Sign an octopus situation happening. It was, it, it was awesome. It felt like, you know, it, it was made in the 50s, and it feels like it's it's like one of those, like, it could be like a sci-fi horror B-movie, but with A-list talent, and I, I don't know. It's weird. Give it to me. Put it in my face. What he said. Yeah. I like how we cut, I don't know if this is true for both of you, but if I had a pick, we saved the best for last? Did anybody else do that but me? I uh, Maybe, yeah. I okay. think I think everything's lining I up. I know. I haven't even said my second to last, but I'm going to tease my best of my list, I guess, right now oh. by revealing my next one is Frozen Two. Oh. I am so I I adore the first Frozen movie, and I have a feeling it stems from the fact that I have a sister, and I see similarities between Anna and Elsa, my sister and me. And when I went to my very first D23, admittedly, I was underwhelmed by one panel, but I was very happy with the Walt Disney Studios panel. But what wound up stealing the show isn't what I thought it was going to be. It wasn't Star Wars and it wasn't Marvel. It was Frozen 2. The scene that they showed, I'm talking like, what, maybe four to five minutes of footage, nearly brought me to tears because of one conversation between Anna and Elsa and it it gave me all of the feels, the feels that I felt before in my own sister relationship. And when it goes into Dina Menzel's song, when the filmmaker said after we watched that scene, and that's only her first song, I'm like, Whoa. I don't know if I can handle this movie. And then, of course, they all come out on stage and they sing another song that was great. I'm, <laughs> I can't believe at this point how much I'm freaking out over Frozen 2. Oh, nice. see, that gets me excited. Just hearing you talk so about happy. it. Because Frozen 2, I like Frozen. Um, I, I actually like Let It Go, even though my niece made me sing it or put it on the, the car all the time. I'm excited for because I think they're they're delving in a lot deeper into how she got her powers, which I, you know, I'm a mythology guy. I love I love that kind of geeky stuff. But hearing you talk about it actually brought a tear to my eye. I think it's very sweet, and so that you had that kind of connection to it. I can't wait. I know that um, I'll probably get a press screening. I'm trying to take my niece as my mm, plus one because she's losing her mind for Frozen 2. I feel like my Frozen is your How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, there it it's is. It's like when you Got talk it. about How to Train Your Dragon, yeah. then a tear comes to my eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. And it's like whenever Haley talks about something like Suspiria, like <laughs> tears come to my eyes. Yeah, yeah. It's so emotional. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Frozen 2, I'm a bit with Riley on this one. Like, it's 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 cool. I'm excited for it. Uh, but definitely the way you sell it is more interesting to me than than the film itself at this point i do think the animation looks gorgeous yes it does my goodness they are just like relentlessly pushing the envelope further and further and i 
I like Disney soundtracks, so mostly I'm just excited for a bunch of new songs to put on my playlist. I can't wait for everybody to hear those songs. Oh. I wish they had released uh, at least a live performance online after because it was really something else. Now, was it their next Let It Go? Is it that what they're billing? A lot of people said that walking away from it. It's hard for me to give it that kind of descriptor without hearing the rest of the music. But sure. I will say it did have that catchiness and that overall quality to it. It's it's a damn good song. Okay, good. So really you're, good. You're, so you're telling me that my niece is going to be playing a new song in my car mm-hmm. all uh-huh. the time. You better be ready I for it. I better get ready. Okay. <laughs> all right. Before we each reveal our final pick on this list, we've got some content to tell. Oh, this is actually a big deal. All right. In case you missed our last episode of Movie Talk. I am going to remake this announcement right now, reiterate all the new information. (laughs) Movie Talk, it's moving again. We're moving back to the morning. We're going 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. And with this time shift, you also have so much new stuff to look forward to, specifically new segments, maybe a longer show. We are going to be covering movies, streaming content. We'll have celebrity interviews, a lot of new stuff that we're going to roll out as the weeks go on. So keep an eye out for that. As soon as I'm back from the Toronto International Film Festival, kicking the show off bright and early in the morning all right the time has come our final again i don't know if this is true for you but i saved my most 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 anticipated for last riley is that the same for you Uh, i i did but i yeah i did i think it just worked out that way so i'm going right yes you are it's the joker i mean i'm i'm i love dc i really do and i i've been wanting to just get behind some, I mean, Batman v Superman is one of my faves, and I know, I know, weirdness, right? Man of Steel, and I know that we had some hiccups with some of the fans and some of the, the following, but when you tell me that you're bringing in Todd Phillips and then Joaquin Phoenix, and we're going R, and we're going gritty, and we're going dark, sign me up. I mean, all the trailers look fantastic. I can't wait. I I keep thinking of a quote that Todd Phillips gave, which is, I'm not bringing Joaquin Phoenix into a shared universe or a comic book universe. I'm bringing a comic book into a Joaquin Phoenix universe. And I think that's the best way to describe it. We've been wanting Joaquin Phoenix in one of these movies, and he was always hesitant. But this seems perfect. Everything about it, I just love. I saw that clip the other day of Robert De Niro walking out as the game show host. And I'm like, oh, my God, we got a little king of comedy in Mm. this. Yeah, Dorian. Yeah. I'm with you, buddy. Way to see a good movie. Um, and uh, yeah, so I'm very excited for this. I love the idea that might not be connected to anything we've already seen in the DC universe. I love the idea that they might be throwing away the comic book and it's not based on anything we've seen. I love all of that. It might be a little experimental. It might be divisive among DC fans. It might be critics might go huh i don't know hmm. i don't care give it all to me it looks fantastic it's just one thing after the next with this movie the second they announced it the idea of having joaquin phoenix in a comic book adaptation having a martin scorsese influence even leading all the way up to a uh, seriously dorian's interest in certain mo- like taxi driver the excitement yeah. dorian is expressing over those movies i'm looking at him right now that <laughs> is truly getting me even more pumped than i already was for joker and when the news started to come out that joker was probably going to be on the festival circuit that just reinforced the quality that i suspected this movie was going to have from the very beginning obviously that's not a guarantee it's going to be a home run but i gotta say that it gives me a whole lot of faith based on where it's debuting this year i really think that this one might not just be a fall hit both with critics and at the box office but 
My hopes are high enough that I think we're going to be talking about this one through award season. I think so, too. Absolutely. I'm very curious. I'm very curious, guys. <laughs> Why well, so I love curious? It <laughs> well, I don't know. Just the, all the word going around on Twitter is that this is going to be a real sort of fire starter for conversation. And that really? it's going to make people extremely mad online. And I, I like challenging content. So, like, there was a... I was never not on board for this. Uh, I, I'm not obsessed with the director's work, but I see enough there to make me, you know, encouraged based on the ideas and certainly Joaquin Phoenix. But seeing the the sort of word going around based on the script, that has made me fascinated mm-hmm. in a way that, that any sort of, like, we're making a Joker movie makes me interested. This has made me fascinated. Mm. And the fact that it's going to premieres, I mean, to premiere at festivals, hmm. that, that, I don't know, that puts such a unique spotlight on the conversation that's going to be had around it that I just, I can't wait to watch this all unfold. Will it live up to that hype? Who knows? But Fingers I'm so crossed. curious. Fingers crossed. Yeah. And if anyone's not going to a film festival, you don't have all that long to wait for this one. It's October 4th. Yep. All right, Haley, you are up. Does this top your list? Yeah, I actually, I, I'm boring. I just went in the order I wrote them in the email. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, How dare you? Yeah, I know. I think it's maybe release date order. So sure. dull. Yeah, I uh, but I am very excited. This would be Dr. Sleep. Yeah. yeah. Mike again. Um, look, Haunting of Hill House was really an incredible accomplishment. So anything he was going to do next would have had a huge, you know, sort of uh, attention from me. But... Then he turned to Stephen King. He turned to Stephen King's book that that tries to tackle like the large, largest legacy of Stephen King. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was insane enough when Stephen King wrote a Shining sequel. Now to make that into a film is mm-hmm. very ambitious. I I love the trailer. I went to a trailer premiere event where Flanagan was there and took some oh, questions, yeah. and I really love everything he and his producer had to say about navigating the legacy of the film which Stephen King doesn't like and which is very different from his book and trying to turn those both into one world that can live together. That's such a huge, huge ambitious job to take on. And I just can't wait to see if they pull it off. From what I've seen, it looks like they will. Rebecca Ferguson is like (gasps) unbelievably Mm -hmm. chilling in her fuse sequences. And I think that's so perfect for the character of Rose the Hat. I'm just the cast, everything. I'm very excited. That was my favorite piece of cast. I'm very excited for Ewan too, but Rose the Hat, um, that is just a pitch perfect role for Rebecca Ferguson. I can't wait to see what she does with that. But I was so surprised how much I fell in love with the book again, because I mean, not even talking about Flanagan and his ambition with this project, but the idea of making a sequel to The Shining and a sequel that so successfully ties into the events of the original novel, but also has a very different vibe and feel to it. I'm just so curious to see how that's molded when it's brought to screen now. But this whole thing came together so, so great. And I'm so happy that it's coming out ASAP because I need. I love that it's a thing now more so than it has been in recent years that with the first It movie, we had kind of another resurgence of Stephen King adaptations because give them to me. Give yeah. them all. Yeah, yeah this is a, Perry and I share our love of this book. Yes. This book was it was a page turner. I couldn't everything you said. I mean, how do you how do you make a sequel not only to one of his most iconic works, but then also make the adaptation and then tie it into 
the Kubrick movie that mm. Stephen King hates, but they they were able to work it out. So there's some great stuff for the book lovers like us where we can go, oh, great, we're getting you know an adaptation of one of our favorite Stephen King books. But then as movie lovers, you get it tied to the Kubrick movie, and I, you know what I feel. This movie is it, everything. Haunted, Haunting of Hill House yeah. is, is, has the best scare in all of horror in <laughs> episode five. I mean, in all of horror. I think it's episode five, right? Episode eight. Eight. Episode eight. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I can't wait to see what he does with this material. And although Rebecca Ferguson is absolutely, that got me excited as well as Rose the Hat, Hugh McGregor Hmm. as a grown-up Danny, holy, yes, I can't wait. I can't, everything about this movie and the story, I think we're, everybody who loves horror and might not have read this book, it has everything you might want. And it, the it fans out there. Mm -hmm. That you like your horror with some heart in it, mm-hmm. get ready for this, this one. It. Well, this is one last thing I'll say about it is that what what I think people love so much about Haunting of Hill House is very much the essence of what makes Dr. Sleep such a great story, a You're powerful so right. story. Yeah. It is all how your past can haunt you, how your how your past can ruin you and, and fester into addiction and toxicity mm-hmm. and how heart and love is kind of what can get you through that. Yeah. And I, I just think Flanagan is is a spot on filmmaker for that. And mm-hmm. family. Yeah. Family. Or at least not maybe not even a traditional family, but something else that you find. Yeah. yeah. All right. Last one. You ready for it? I you know. know what it is? Oh of course. Do you know what it is? It's yeah. Star Wars. Of course it the is. The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I mean I'm so excited for so many of the movies that we've talked about, whether it's my list or your list, but how can anything else not be at the top for me? I am so pumped for this movie. I love everything they've been teeing up about it. Again, it helps that I did really like The Last Jedi, and I just love the idea. And I know this is just speculation, but I've gotten so caught up in the conversation of this movie bringing balance to the Force. And what more satisfying conclusion to the Skywalker saga could we we want than that mm-hmm. and i don't know if either of you were on this episode of movie talk but one of my big theories with um with evil ray with dark ray at the end is that and this is just a visual that i've painted it might not be true in the movie but it represents the balance in the force what if that uh double-sided lightsaber one side turns red and the other side winds up being blue and that's how we visually represent balance in the force hey, whether that happens like or that. not i just like that that seems to be the story goal that they're heading towards because after all this film after all this year these years like that's where I need to land. Yeah, I'm with. Come on, I host a Star <laughs> Wars show. I can't wait for this. Um, I love what you said in the balance. I think that's what they're going for. I mean, we've seen it. Ray was has, as Luke said in the Last Jedi, the dark side called to you and you accepted. You went right there, and you have Kylo Ren who's like, the light's been calling me, Grandpa. Help me out here. I need to go to the dark side. So. There is something about that balance. Um, Dark Ray, I'm with. I'm I'm speculating like crazy. I'm going down the the, the rabbit holes. She's a clone. She's a clone. The Emperor has something to do with it. Cloned him. I think she's a mix of things. I think she's a Ray mix of Ray Anakin clone from Luke's hand. I mean, I'm going everywhere with this. Then you have that beautiful shot of all the ships coming out of hyperspace. It looks beautiful. Don't get me started on X-wings right now. Yeah, it, it and and we get 
B-wings, Y-wings, A-wings, X-wings. Mm-hmm. I mean, this truly is, and I've heard all the, the chatter, Kevin Smith saying that the last scene is going to melt our brains or whatever, and that J.J. is very aware of it, uniting the saga, the full saga, which is I love the emperors there because that unites mm-hmm. the prequels. He's the puppet master there. He's in the original trilogy, and now he's here. I think it's perfect. It's Star Wars. Of course I'm going. I can't wait. <laughs> Are you as enthusiastic, Haley? Well, that's a pretty high bar to be yeah. as excited as Riley about Star Wars. <laughs> but uh, I am excited. I, you know, I'll be honest. The discourse has been tiresome these last few years. It has been saddening. Yeah, it, it, it has. It, it got me out of my space with Star Wars. It knocked me off track a little bit. But after seeing the reaction to that d23 footage when they mm-hmm. put it online that was one of the most fun days on twitter i can remember just seeing everybody uh, it seemed like all the the ugliness went away that day and everybody oh. was just right back on board together yeah. having fun with it making their own gifs of her like did you guys see the one where she opens the thing and it's a swiss army knife yeah love it the best so much fun to be had Everyone was back in the groove, and that really excites me. And something else we really got from that, you know, trailer teaser, whatever you want to call it, was that sense you talked about of uniting the whole franchise into mm-hmm. into a satisfying end for everyone. And regardless of where you sit on The Last Jedi, as someone who loves it, I'm very happy to see something like that that's going to make everyone happy, make us all have a great time together, bring us back into sort of what it what it's like to love Star Wars together and have a great time together. I'm hopeful that's what will happen. Yeah. Uh, and certainly that first reaction online felt very positive and hmm. affirming and just got me so excited. That makes me even more excited yeah. the way you put it. All right. We got to wind this down. That was a big episode of Movie Talk right there. But, of course, it's our fall 2019 preview, so we had to go big. Highlight all these great titles. Just in case you need a little little recap right now, write them all down. We're starting this off with Riley's list here. Recapping Riley's list, we have Knives Out, Terminator, Dark Fate, and The Joker. Yeah. Haley's list included Jojo Rabbit, The Lighthouse, And of course, Dr. Sleep. And then finally, my own list was Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, Frozen 2, and then Star Wars' biggest competition on December 20th, it's Cats. That's it. (laughs) That's our list. Haley, Riley, thank you so much for being here today. My pleasure. This is my last day on Movie Talk for a little while. I'm handing over the reins to, I'm handing the reins over to John Rocco while I go off to Toronto for TIFF, where hopefully I see a bunch of these movies we just talked about. You are in good hands. Adam in the booth, thank you so much for all your hard work, as always. To everybody out there, enjoy the rest of your day. Please like and share this episode and tune in tomorrow for a live edition of Movie Talk, 3 p.m. PT. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save 25 bucks. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 83120. People notice a healthy smile, but maybe you have tooth sensitivity, bleeding gums, or acid-weakened enamel. 
Sensodyne, Paradontax, and Pronamel are trusted specialty toothpaste created to help improve your oral health. For tooth sensitivity, choose Sensodyne. Bleeding gums, get Paradontax. For acid-weakened enamel, Pronamel is the toothpaste for you. Sensodyne, Paradontax, and Pronamel. Trusted specialty toothpaste to help bring home your healthy smile. Visit Ibotta to earn cash back. 